1: is Armed American Radio's Daily Defense.
0: Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance.
1: X-Insurance. From the Sig Hour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark, Mark. Walters. Sir, Walters.
0: Walters. Walters. And here we go again, round two, hour two, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. It's garbage day at the ranch today. Lots of garbage stuff out there today, so it's befitting. Welcome in with me. I'll be filling your prescription for freedom here in the six-hour Studios today at AAR Ranch. In this hour of the program, in front of the Crossbreed Holsters, Mike, it's all brought to us by the Great X Insurance. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing? My brother from another mother with all the lights, bells, cameras, whistles, switches, buttons, computers, microphones, and all that cool stuff.
2: I'm doing just fine. Did I leave anything out? Uh, you left plenty out, but there's no need to rehash it. Well, give me one thing that I left out. Uh, delays. Ooh, delays. I'll write that down right now.
0: Greg, the with all those lights, whistle, buttons, switch. switches, delays, microphones, computers and all that cool stuff. Tell people where to get into the chat,
2: please. Uh, Sure. If you'd like to join our live chat, all you have to do is head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. So I got an alert five minutes ago. Don't know where it's from.
0: During the break, Nashville police say seven on administrative assignment after purported leak of Christian school shooters manifesto. Hmm. Still curious how that got to Louder with Crowder, of all people. doesn't make sense to me. Must know somebody somewhere, right? Yeah. Because I find it hard to believe a cop or a, like a law clerk or something would go, oh, I got this document that Americans would love to see. I'm going to leak it and risk everything. Uh, does anybody know how to get a hold of Louder with Crowder? It doesn't make any sense. I'm not knocking him. I'm glad he put it out there. I'm glad he got it. It's just kind of weird to me. So anyway, anyway, looks like uh, Metro Nashville PD, MNPD, said that seven individuals have been put on administrative assignment following the purported leak of portions of the Covenant school shooter Audrey Elizabeth Hale's manifesto. They are on administrative assignment. They made it clear that it was not. It was uh, absolutely non punitive. To protect the integrity of the active, progressing investigation. It's kind of like suspending someone with pay. (laughs) That person's just got a vacation for how indefinite amount of time being paid. It's not, I I don't know. To me, that's not punishment. Maybe it's not the same thing. But administrative lead, unverified documents appearing to be crime scene photographs. And you got to love this from the mayor. Don't you love mayors? Nashville Mayor Freddie O'Connell said in a statement Monday, I have directed Wally Dietz, Metro's law director, to initiate an investigation. I have directed. And I guess he didn't conclude with it and he should have. But I am aware of it, and I'm monitoring the situation. Don't you love the way these politicians? Yeah, Biden's aware of it. He's monitoring it. He ain't monitoring nothing. I don't even know where he is. Uh, say the PD said the photographs are not MNPD crime scene images and attorney representing the people. For, uh, so I guess, uh, well, I guess we're just not going to know. Greg, I, I don't, it, I thought this story would go away, but it looks like it's going to stay out there a little bit longer. It looks like it has a little bit more life to it than I thought publicly. I wouldn't have expected to see anything and probably would have lost money on a bet because they want it to go away. Maybe because it's out there, that's why it's still got some legs.
2: Yeah, I think uh, people are you know day by day more people are discovering what was in the manifesto, and uh, they're equally outraged or disgusted or some some form of uh, uh, of irate at the message that was in there and how the media has betrayed them in, in coming forward with the information that was in it. Because
0: if this, yeah, was, and s- some media are are actually confirming it. So if the media are confirming it. Well, then the media has it. They know. Yep. So they're doing the bidding of someone who's saying, hey, guys, don't put that out. Yep. Which a real journalist back in the day would have said on you. Yeah. I'm putting it out and I'll protect my source and I'll go down with a ship if I have to. That's what would have happened not too darn long ago in this country. But not anymore. And it's agenda driven. You can put two and two together. The coincidences are lining up, agreed? I think so. Greg, would you agree with that? It, it seems to be the case, but then again, we could be wrong.
2: Yeah, um there are a lot of things that are lining up that are and you know, this is certainly like you said, against the agenda. Um but they don't want the uh they don't want the full message out there because again, it just wakes wakes more people up to what is going on.
0: I have another question for you just because I saw another headline, but it looks like uh, an Iran-backed terrorist group operating out of Yemen should shut down an American drone. Why Why is Yemen not turned into a sheet of glass by now? We've had over 40 attacks on Americans in American bases, and Biden's doing nothing. So that gives us 41, 42, 43, 44, and every subsequent attack that follows. I find it hard, I find it hard to believe that Donald Trump wouldn't have turned some of these places into parking lots by now. Of course, it never would have happened if he had been in office. There's that. But anyway, I shouldn't have gotten looking at some of these alerts. Yeah, Some of them are really stupid. Um, I guess Hunter Biden and uh, his uncle. Hunter and, and Jim. A business associate have been uh, subpoenaed. They have. Hunter Biden eager to testify in public forum. He's not going to give any answer. They're all just going to say fifth. They're just going to plead the fifth. They're not going to say anything. You don't know that coming into this? Come on. All right. Debate over Columbus gun storage law continues after father charged in accidental shooting. Boy, do I have reservations about this stuff. You have a father who is now under a $500,000 bond, half a mil. It's a lot of doughies. His three-year-old son found a handgun in an unlocked drawer and shot himself. Now, three years old, obviously, the kid found the gun. The gun was loaded. The kid pulled the trigger. The gun went off. The kid, did three years old, didn't intentionally try to kill himself. The child survived. But he is now being charged with child endangerment in connection to the shooting. He could have faced, and here's where this gets interesting, because we talked about this on the show a few few months back. I lose track of time. Potato Biden had called, whatever you will. We cover a lot over the months and weeks and years, so I, I'm not exactly sure when it was. But uh, if you recall, we were talking about Columbus passing an ordinance. And here's the quote in an effort to curb violence through gun control, which criminalizes you if you don't lock up your guns. And you have who is this guy? Is he a D.A. His quote is we should be able to hold gun owners accountable. Hmm. That's left wing bullet point, talking point. Everybody wants to hold gun owners accountable for everything. Now, I'm not saying that this guy did the responsible thing. He did not. If you have a three-year-old in the home, you've got to do the right thing. It's called responsibility. Greg, should he be charged and have a half a million dollar bail? Clearly unintentional. But the problem here is Columbus wants to go above and beyond state law. So that if you happen to go from jurisdiction to jurisdiction throughout the state of Ohio, each local municipality, and it's all Democrat, want to be able to make their own quote-unquote gun laws. When this should reside at the state level, that's where the court fight is here. Not that this guy shouldn't be held accountable for what he did, his irresponsibility. He should be. But to what extent? To what extent? And that's where this becomes, you kind of get into the weeds. According to the Division of Police in Columbus, there have been dozens and dozens of instances that someone could be charged of an improper handling of a firearm by a child, but there's no charge because the law is paused. What they're talking about is there's a lawsuit going through, and there's an injunction that put a stay on Columbus's law, not the state law. Columbus's law, which goes above and beyond the state law. That's where the fight is in the court. And gun rights activists and others believe in Ohio and elsewhere, I do as well, that the power should be in the hands of state leaders and the legislative bodies to make those decisions, not local municipalities. Why? Because they won't stop there. They will just go on and on and on. Again, these here comes the music just darn it greg and you did warn me you did warn me we'll continue the conversation we'll pick it up when we come back on the other side of the break armed american radio's daily defense on garbage day at the ranch continues segment two coming up in four minutes right after this we'll be back
6: Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Ah, indeed. Freedom, passion, precision. Daniel Defense. Gotta love Daniel Defense.
0: Gotta love Daniel Defense. Greg in Dallas, Texas, with all the cool bells, buttons, whistles, switches, lights, cameras, computers, mics, and delays.
2: How you doing? (laughs) I'm fine. Did I... Did they get that okay? I think you got all of it. They got it all? Okay. So what this
0: is about, ladies and gentlemen, continuing the conversation quickly over Columbus gun storage law, is this is above and beyond state preemption. That's what this comes down to. Should the city be able to go above and beyond? Let me tell you why they should not be ever. I don't care what it is when it comes to gun laws. They should not be able to hold anybody accountable above and beyond state law because the Democrats will never stop. Ever. No, you shouldn't. By the way, all your gun control laws are unconstitutional unconstitutional infringements. Anyway, there's that. So remember the Seventh Circuit, Greg, uh, assault weapons ban, the Reagan appointee, the Clinton appointee, and the Trump appointee? Uh, Yeah. That said, uh, yeah, uh, you're AR-15s. Well, because you can do this, this, and this, like, really... You know, I guess because you can do these modifications to guns, uh, they're not protected. Well, they are protected, and you've got uh, three or four gun rights activist groups now that are going to seek cert at the Supreme Court on this case. Uh, gun rights advocacy groups say they intend to ask the U.S. Supreme Court to review the state's assault weapons ban after a federal appeals court on Friday refused to block enforcement of the law. We're going to get a case like this to the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to happen. We want it to be there. I'm not so sure it's going to be this one because the Supreme Court is looking at some other ones right now. Maryland comes to mind. But nonetheless, that that decision in the Seventh Circuit didn't bother me in the least, Greg. In fact, I kind of welcomed it. Good. Here we go. Game on, right? Here's just one more opportunity for us to poke him in the eye. To me... I think that's a good thing. Do you think that's a good
2: thing, Greg and Dallas? Uh, I think it's good that um, th- we knew they we were going to challenge it, and so it's only right that it goes all the way up and then gets finally resolved.
0: Yeah, boy, wouldn't it be fun to be able to see this? Wouldn't it be great to see the court agree to take one of these cases and we get an answer in the summer? It's going to take that long. <sighs> well, yeah, because of when they're, you know, when they're in session. And when the decisions come down in a case like that will be the last decision released on the last day of released decisions, just like Bruin and others that will happen. But boy, it sure would be nice. And I know there's a couple justices that are itching to take one of these cases, not the least of which is our friend Thomas. No question about it. Let's go back to media because it's so easy to pick on media. How many times? Have we sat on this program over near 15 years and made it clear that it's really impossible to discern what the Supreme Court is going to do based on questions that are asked in oral arguments? Greg, you know that. You'll sometimes get questions from left-wing judges that make it appear like, oh, they're asking, oh, I would have never heard that. I never thought I would hear that question. A lot of that's by design, ladies and gentlemen, because they know they're being watched and listened to. I don't want anybody to know what I'm thinking about here, but even though they already and anybody in the know already knows how I'm going to rule on this case. It's a gun rights case. I'm not going to rule in favor of it. So let me throw a few questions off to throw off the peasants. Make it look like I might be open to this. Knowing damn well they're not. Supreme Court looks poised to uphold ban on guns for accused domestic abusers. That headline, if you Google that, search it, duck, duck, go it, whatever you want to use, is everywhere. Story after story after story from left-wing outlet, from left-wing outlet on down the line. Why? Because they all hate guns. We told you that they were going to use this. We're talking about the Rahimi case, which was heard on Tuesday, yesterday. We know how the media is going to approach this. All those gun nuts want bad guys to get guns. That's not what this is about. We talked with Dave Workman about it yesterday. We've talked with John Lott about it multiple times. We've talked with Alan Gottlieb about it. We've talked with Stephen Gutowski about it, A.W.R. Hawkins. This is much, much bigger than that. But if the only place you're getting news is from left-wing NPR or any of the big boys, MS, DNC, CNN, Washington Post, you're going to get that left-wing set of talking points. And that's what most Americans are going to get. If you're watching good old Lester Holt, that guy bugs the crap out of me. I watched some of him last night, by the way, not to get sidetracked, except I am.
2: When was the last time you watched that clown? Greg, you. Uh, Wow. Unless I've been forced to watch some kind of a highlight, I've never watched Lester Holt. I, I don't either. But
0: I caught some of it yesterday on some of the Israeli coverage. And here they go. Yep. You know, we predicted this too. Israel's bad. This is the tone of their reporting. And I got to hand it to Netanyahu. Oh, we want you to pause for. Uh, hum- no, we will pause when we win. No. I love that. Because that's exactly the way it should be. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Not until they're all dead. But left wing, that's what you get. But if you're getting your news from Lester Holt, and sadly, millions of Americans do. Lester Holt sits up there with his news voice, and they think that's news. But they took the questions from the Supreme Court, and already... Supreme Court looks poised to uphold ban on God. They don't know anything. They know nothing about how this is going to be decided. That's what irks me more than anything else. Now, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that this is not a good case. And I'm not going to be surprised if you get a couple conservative justices that lean the other way on this. That's not going to shock me. It's also not going to shock me when idiots like David Hogg and loudmouths like Shannon Watts and Giffords and the rest of them start screaming that they finally won a 2A case. This is not a 2A case. That's what's getting ready to happen. And sadly, 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 this is the media, this this is the media drivel that we're getting. And this is what, like I said, sadly, most Americans are seeing This left wing this left wing reporting here. And if you look at the headlines, if you just Google this Supreme Court, domestic violence, Second Amendment, if you and it is a Second Amendment case in that respect. But there's a lot more going on with the cases we've talked about before. But if you look at this, if you Google this, if you search this on whatever engine you choose to use, this is what you will see. Story after story after story. And of course, that was easily predictable. No shock there. We know that was coming. So I'm not going to be surprised. Will the justices be swayed by media reports? You know, they're human beings. And let's face it, they heard the case Tuesday. They're not going to write this decision. Their law clerks are going to go to work. They're going to be doing research, tons of stuff. You'd like to think that they weed out all the gobbledygook that's out there. But they're human beings. And they've got a long time before they're going to see news coverage. No question about it. We'll be back right after this. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yes, welcome back to the show indeed. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom here in the second hour of today's Armed American Radio's Daily Defense at AAR Ranch. Six-hour studios, Crossbreed holsters, Mike Lit up for you, x Insurance presenting it all i will be giving you a rundown and lowdown as i go through the process through underwriting i will keep you posted on that as that unfolds with my x insurance true umbrella policy and we're right now it's not a lot to report because i'm getting in the process of talking with underwriting once that process gets going i will keep you apprised and i'm looking forward to that it's going to be a lot of fun x insurance will cover you your lifestyle your firearms your freedom your toys everything everything events that you might have, your businesses, whatever it may be, X insurance has you covered. All right. So there's a footage out of a California concealed carry holder stopping an armed home invader. Greg, did you see the video footage? Because there's multiple angles of this. No, I haven't seen this one. This is interesting for a number of reasons. So I want to go here, and I'm going to have to play theater of the mind with you, ladies and gentlemen, because I can't show you the video on the airwaves. So I'll do the best I can to tell a story. But you have a homeowner who is seen, it, it appears to be, let me, let me backtrack this, it appears to be in an outdoor-type foyer leading to his house, sidewalk, when an intruder dressed in all black from head to toe with a hood, runs up on the homeowner, who appears to have a cup of coffee in his hands, looking at trying to like find his key to walk into his home. He's got his back to the intruder. The intruder comes out of nowhere and runs up at him at full speed and attacks him. The homeowner drops his coffee, turns around, and opens fire on the thug. It's a beautiful thing to see. You can't hear anything. You just see it. And you see muzzle flash after muzzle flash after muzzle flash. Then there's another camera from a different angle. And, Greg, a running gun battle occurs. You see the criminal hop over what looks like a stucco wall. And the homeowner giving chase, firing at him, and then the perp comes out from another direction and fires at the homeowner who takes cover behind a car and then goes back in and re-engages in the fight And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is lasting a little bit longer than I'm comfortable with when I, and I hate to second guess this stuff. I really do, because it's a beautiful thing to see. And it's hard to tell from the video, but it appears the criminal was fleeing and the homeowner gave chase and continued the gun battle. Is that a smart thing to do? Or would it have been smarter, after the criminal took off, to go back into the house, barricade yourself in your home with your family, and get a bigger gun? Maybe. What do you think, Greg? Speak on behalf of listeners, because you have a mic there and a delay button. I don't want to forget that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, did I set the picture up okay? It's kind of hard. I mean, I'm
2: looking at the video right now. Yeah, I haven't seen the video, so I can't confirm whether you set it up okay or not, but it sounds like a uh, pretty descriptive description of what's going on there. Um, man. Uh.
0: I mean, there's there's it's a lengthy clip. It's a total clip. The clip I'm looking at is about 50 seconds. A lot happens in 50 seconds, particularly when gunfire is being exchanged. And so here at the beginning, you see the criminal you come running up, Accosts the homeowner who turns around and the homeowner. Now, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, he's in California. The homeowner turns around after dropping the cup of coffee clearly out of the camera, draws a firearm. The criminal sees it and bolts and the homeowner opens fire as the criminal is fleeing.
2: Between you, me, and a fence post, I have no issue with that one so I, I don't either. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's in California, and somebody might have issue with it, but no. Right. I don't have a problem with it at all. No, I don't either.
0: I, 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 it's, I watch this stuff, and the, the hairs come up. I love this. It's, it looks like he's fumbling for a key in his pocket carrying a cup of coffee when he is accosted. And I got to tell you, he was quick on the draw, baby. You could tell he was carrying appendix, it looked like. But as he fires on the fleeing crum, on the fleeing criminal, he then advances to the free, fleeing criminal to continue the fight, and you see another angle as the criminal flees over the wall, which looks like a neighbor's camera now facing a different direction. And the good guy goes behind a car. The criminal comes out, returns fire, and then bolts behind another wall. This is now, be, now becomes a running gun battle. Frankly, I don't know how California is going to view that. And I would love to talk to Andrew Brank about that. We had a case in New York. And again, with, when I don't have, when it's just video, it's hard to describe. But I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, you may have seen the news reports, because the, the footage did make national news, of apartment dwellers in New York. And forgive me for not knowing what part of New York. I think it was Brooklyn. I want to say it was Brooklyn. But an apartment renter downstairs goes up to confront a noisy neighbor. Apparently, they'd had an ongoing fight about noise. He goes upstairs to confront the dwellers above him when the guy's wife and son and the, the, the older guy, the father, come out of the door. And the father gets very aggressive and gets in the face of the guy who's up there complaining about the noise. Then begins walking back to the door when the son gets involved and comes running towards the guy who then pulls a gun, shoots the son, continues on, shoots the father apparently in the back as he's retreating to the apartment, then goes up to the father who's now on the ground and finishes him off and calmly leaves and goes downstairs. Now, Andrew Brank, I heard the podcast and I watched this video as he was discussing. It's a clear-cut case of, yeah, not self-defense. That's an execution, and I gotta wonder when I think about that, if this guy had killed the criminal after chasing him down the street, after getting into an ongoing gun battle in California. I don't know if the criminal lived. It appears that he got away. Don't know if he's wounded. But I don't know that I'd want to be that homeowner in California if this guy died with all this video out there, Greg.
2: Yeah. I I don't know. It's almost almost better off to have less video in some instances. My instinctive
0: reaction, and I I mean, I've, I've taken a lot of training for this stuff over many, many, many years. My instinctive reaction would be to get in and protect my family. I don't know how many. Is there somebody around the side of the house? Does he have an accomplice? I fired. He took off. I'm going, to, I'm going to try to get in, barricade myself, rearm with something bigger. And what likely would happen at that point is the felon would just continue to flee. But I live in a different state. I do not know that I would have chased him into my front yard and gotten myself in a gun battle, which could have resulted in myself being killed easily when bullets are going both ways. When I had the advantage, don't you give up the advantage? When it becomes a running gun battle, why would you put yourself in that position? Fire, end it, retreat, call the law. When the guy took off, these are interesting cases. They're fun to watch on video because you can learn a lot from this stuff. You can see what people did right. You can see what people did wrong. You can learn from it and educate yourself. I'm going to go ahead and retweet this right now. And if you want to see what I just retweeted, you want to watch the video for yourself, reaxed formerly known as Twitter, you can follow me over at AARMark, and you can see it. My, I just put the post up right now. It's 43 minutes after the hour. Take a look at it. See for yourself. If you've in the chat, if you've seen it, you want to comment on it, throw something at me during this break. And give me your thoughts and I'll read it on the air when we come back. It's fascinating stuff. Oh, and by the way, Biden, you can't ever have my guns. You want them come and take them. Good luck with that. We'll be right back.
6: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Final segment of today's Armed American Radio's Daily Defense here in
0: the Six-Hour Studios at AAR Ranch. Mark Walters on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, with you, it's all brought to you by the great X Insurance. So I put the video up on the the chat, but it opens up in Twitter. So if you don't have Twitter, I don't know if you're going to be able to see it. You might. I don't know. Don't know how that works. Unfortunately, I have Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter, whatever you want to call it. So if you're out there in the chat and you want to see it, it's there. You want to comment on it. If we have time, in the next six minutes, we'll get to it. All right. Biden re-ups calls for gun control while commemorating Thousand Oaks mass shooting. This was yesterday in California, by the way, in a state that is more heavily gun controlled than any other state that also has the highest percentage of mass shootings in the country. And I'm just curious what one law California doesn't have that Joe Biden wants California to have and the rest of us that would have stopped a maniac at Thousand Oaks or anybody else. There were 12 people killed at Thousand Oaks. And what that was, what, five years ago, I believe, that one? But they don't say, and he doesn't say. He just says he wants more gun control. So I point that out because we have to. ATF director says banning assault weapons is on his wish list. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. AWR wrote about it. And when he he was at Harvard Kennedy School, and he was being interviewed by Carolyn Light, the director and senior lecturer in undergraduate studies of women, sexuality, and gender. Good heavens. Imagine that conversation at Harvard. You know who graduated from Harvard? People like John Adams and others. You got to wonder what they'd be thinking about these conversations today. I can hear John Adams now. You don't know what bathroom to use? They'd be laughing at us. But he said, and I quote him, director of the ATF, we ought to consider and actually reinstate a ban on certain types of assault weapons. Knowing that Dettelbach is anti-gun, Knowing what the ATF is up to as a weaponized agency, you also might want to know, and this is why I mentioned this again today, and we'll likely do it again tomorrow and Friday and Sunday when it comes up with AWR, because we will talk about this. Mr. Gottlieb will not be here because he is attending a huge shooting event out in Arizona, about 800 professional shooters. This is the same Dettelbach who couldn't Greg in Dallas with all the cool bells and buttons and whistles and switches and lights and mics and computers and delay switches and buttons and stuff like that. He couldn't identify assault weapon when asked at his congressional hearing during his confirmation process. Yeah, it's par for the course with this bunch. Why is that not bigger news? Hey, wait a minute didn't this guy say this at his confirmation hearing uh, Joe I don't know I don't I don't I, I really can't define assault weapon I'm not a you know an expert in guns I, I don't know. that's up to Congress to decide and I will work with whatever parameters Congress gives me fast forward a year and a half or a year uh, we ought to consider and actually reinstate a ban on certain types of assault weapons which he just told Congress he didn't know even how to describe it So I ask the question, why can't his ass be hauled back to the Senate and held accountable? Maybe he can. Maybe they won't. But I think that's a legit question. Greg, do you believe he ought to be hauled back in front of the Senate and say, hey, here's what you said at Harvard. Here's what you said in your testimony when you were under oath. You want to fix this disconnect for us here?
2: I think the uh, between the Senate and the House, they both are trying to uh, fry the appropriate fish right now, and this one might be on the string for a little while. I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> they're they're going to get to him eventually if this was important enough. They've got too many other people that they're subpoenaing and talking to that hauling Dettelbach back into in front of the Senate is just not really on the agenda at this point. Well, it's important to me. Now,
0: I just said that there's somebody listening to the podcast right now. I hate that guy. He's so full of himself. Did you hear what he said? He said it was important enough to him, so they ought to haul it back to the Senate. That's why I said it for people like you Mm. that complain. They love complainers. Chicago businesses hit with a dozen burglaries overnight yesterday as, quote-unquote, frustrated owners struggle to find a solution. (laughs) I have a solution. But I don't know that it would fly well in Chicago. Much like it wouldn't fly well in New York. You'd probably be considered a vigilante if you protected your own business, which is your livelihood, which is how you feed your family, and create a legacy for yourself, not to mention what you give to the community as a business. There's that, too. But it's not really a difficult equation for me. Arm yourself and stay in your shop. Uh Uh-uh, can't do that. That means you're the one looking for trouble. So when gangbangers come rolling by, crash your window in, come into your shop to steal all your stuff that you earn a living from, and you protect it, you go to jail. I'll never understand that one. Forgive me. Doesn't make sense to me, but you would be considered an armed vigilante practicing vigilantism in a blue state like New York or California or New Jersey at Al. I think Ryan was right in the first hour. There's two Americas, Greg. And we've heard Neil McCabe say it on the show, too. That the nation is divorcing. The, the left has been filing for divorce from a, for a long time. And the nation is retreating blue over here, red over here. And I just don't see the two sides holding hands and singing Kumbaya anytime soon. The disconnect is too great, and the hatred is too great. How do I know that? Hillary Clinton just compared Donald Trump to Hitler. How many people has Donald Trump murdered? Oh, Hitler's responsible for 50-plus million deaths. I, I, I don't recall. But I'm pretty sure Trump's murder count isn't close to 50 million, Greg. Maybe I'm wrong. And Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton reminds us that Hitler was duly elected, too. So when you have a former First Lady and a former Secretary of State talking like this, do you really believe The other side is interested in debating anything with you with any honesty whatsoever. Absolutely not. They hate you. They want to take what you have. They don't want you to be able to speak. And you and your family be damned. It's just the world we live in. There's two Americas, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty much that simple. I choose to live in the armed segment of society. I think you do, too. And we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow and every single day of the week. As long as God gives us breath in our lungs, we're going to be here doing it for you, fighting for your right to keep and bear arms. Armed American Radio's daily defense will continue tomorrow precisely because they don't want us to. You need to leave my wife alone. You need to quit talking about my wife. She's been out of the public eye for a while. I know she keeps interjecting herself in the public eye, but you need to just leave her alone. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense continues tomorrow from AAR Ranch in the 6-hour studios. Daniel Defense Mike in hour 1, Crossbreed Holsters Mike in hour 2. X Insurance presents it all. Enjoy your day. I'm going to go grill steak. See you on the radio tomorrow.
7: That's four two five four five four seventy twelve.